0: Welcome to Be a Dreamcatcher, where business meets real life and we learn to make it work. My name is Casey Middleton. I am an Instagram ads expert, and I am here to share with you the best practices that I have picked up in my nearly a decade of digital marketing. In a world where awareness matters and the social media platforms that we spend all of our time on are super oversaturated. Instagram and Facebook advertising is the best option to grow awareness, grow an audience, and grow your business. Even if you're not a person that runs ads, you are bombarded with ads at all times. If you think about the amount of time that you spend on Facebook and Instagram, how much of that time are you consuming advertising? it's probably pretty common. At the same time, you might not notice as much because you're probably just going to scroll past it. But if you pay attention next time you go on, you're going to find out that you're actually seeing a lot of ads. I feel like, and maybe I've actually counted before, when I'm on my Instagram stories, it's every fourth swipe is an advertisement. And we're seeing a couple different types of ads. We are seeing ads that are things that we want to see. They're things that we're actively shopping for. They're things that make sense for our lifestyle, our personality. So those ads are expected and we probably take them for granted because we really don't understand how these algorithms and the Facebook ad platform knows us so well. We don't really think about it that much. Once in a while, the ads are so great that it kind of freaks us out. And you'll have those ads where you swear you have not searched for this product online. You have only spoken about it out loud, but somehow you are seeing an ad for it. And this is where we get the creepy feeling that our cell phones are listening to us. And then we get the other type of ad. And the other type of ad is like super weird. And maybe you'll actually notice these more often because they're so out of the ordinary in your feed. There are things that don't fit your personality, things that you would never shop for, and another. you also don't understand how Facebook got it so wrong to show you that ad. So how does all of this work? As both an advertiser and a consumer of advertising, it's nice to know how Facebook and Instagram decides to target its audiences, and that's what we're going to work on today. We're going to dig deep into... The formula that Facebook and its machine learning platforms use to decide which ads go to which people. What's really interesting is this conversation goes hand in hand with a discussion I have with so many entrepreneurs. When I bring up Facebook and Instagram advertising to entrepreneurs, I get the same objection all the time. That it is super expensive, it is a waste of money, and it doesn't work. The money part of advertising is super interesting because if ads were just based on what people were willing to spend to get the ad in front of you, then you should only be seeing giant corporate ads. You should only be seeing Ads that people are willing to pay a lot of money for. So you should be seeing Coca-Cola, Doritos. You should be seeing Apple advertising, Google advertising. You should be seeing advertising all the time that kind of looks like the ads that you would see during the Super Bowl. Huge, high dollar advertising. Because why wouldn't the corporations want to spend all of their money on social media advertising if that's where all of their customers are? So if that was true, that means the little advertisers like me and you would never have a chance. But I know that's not true. And if you pay attention to your advertising, you're gonna see advertising for a lot of small brands. You're gonna see advertising for local businesses, small clothing companies, people from all over the world. So if advertising was strictly based on what we're willing to spend, which would make sense for the idea that advertising is super expensive because people believe that you have to compete with Coca-Cola, you have to compete with Doritos, but you don't have to. I pulled up an article from Facebook, which I thought was really cool, and they go into describing the formula that they have for making sure that the average advertisers like me and you can compete on a low budget with those super corporate big budget advertisers. So let's get into it. I'm gonna start reading a little bit. So how does Facebook decide which ads to show people? We determine which ads to show people based on two main factors, audience targeted, selected by advertisers, me and you, and the results of our ad auction. So right off the bat, we assume that only one of these two pieces we have control over. The two pieces are the advertise audience that we select. So these are the demographics, the characteristics of the people that we select as our audience. And then it is uh, the second factor is the ad auction, which we feel like we have no control over. So back to the reading. First, advertisers choose their target audience through our self-service tools. Audiences are created based on categories like age and gender, as well as actions people take on our apps, such as liking a Facebook page or clicking on an ad. Advertisers can also use information they have about their audience, like a list of emails or people who visit their website. So this is something... You can either make up an audience out of the blue, decide that they are women between the ages of 24 and 45 who live in Chicago, who have these behaviors, who shop on these websites, who have filled out a form that says that they are employed by this company. That's an audience that we create. This is based on the knowledge we have of our average customer. Or you can take data like people who have visited your Instagram, people who have visited your Facebook, even If you have an email list, you can upload your email list to the Facebook and Instagram ads platform and Facebook will take a look at the characteristics of the people on that email list and give you a lookalike audience of people with similar characteristics. So if you want, Facebook can quadruple your email list for you and give you a giant audience based on the characteristics of the people on your email list. So these are the type of audiences that we can give Facebook to start our ad process. Next, we determine which ads to show someone. Our system gathers ads that include that person in the advertiser's chosen audience. These ads move into the auction stage. For ads that enter the auction, Facebook selects the top ads to show to a person based on which ads have the highest total value score. So our ads, get created, we create them, then we choose an audience, and then that little package of a pair goes to the machine learning, goes to the robots at Facebook and Instagram, and that pair and our ad get a score. The score is a combination of the advertiser value and ad quality. Right here is really interesting. We find advertiser value by multiplying an ad's bid, by the estimated action rate. Action rate here is really interesting. Also, action rate is an estimate of how likely that particular person, our audience, is to take the advertiser's desired action. So we have created an ad and we have a goal for the ad. What do we want people to do with that ad? We want people to click on a link and go to our webpage. So we have an ad with a goal of link clicks. And then we have an audience that is our women between the ages of 24 and 45 who live in Chicago that like these characteristics. So based on our ad with our goal and our audience, what is the likelihood that those women are going to click on my ad? And they figure that out by looking at all of the other ads that have existed on the platform. There are billions of people using the Facebook and Instagram platform. And while we are on it, it's looking at our behavior. Super creepy, robot looking at our behavior, but that that's real life and we all agree that that's okay by taking part in the platforms. It's not a secret. So while it might not be recording my face, it is paying attention to every link that I click on, how likely I am as a woman between the ages of 24 and 45 living in Chicago, how likely am I going to be clicking on these types of ads? So it takes all of this information and then it looks at our ad quality. We then add the ad quality score, which is the determination of the overall quality of the ad. So it is not just the price that we're willing to pay, our bid for a desired action on our ad. It is also the quality of the ad we create and how well we know our audience and the likelihood of them taking action on our ad. So if there is a big mismatch between the audience we select and the action and ad we request from them and show them, then we're gonna get a really crappy score. So how does Facebook use machine learning? Facebook uses machine learning to generate and estimate action rate and the ad quality score used in the total value equation. So machine learning is the thing that is listening to and paying attention to all of our actions. And it's compiling that data, coming up with averages, coming up with behaviors and rep- like repetition of behaviors. And it's looking for these patterns. To find the estimated action rate, machine learning models predict a particular person's likelihood of taking the advertiser's desired action. So the machine learning based on all of the data it takes in predicts behavior based on the previous behavior of that audience and other similar ads that it has seen. To generate an ad's quality score, our machine learning models consider the feedback of people viewing the ad as well as assessments of low quality attributes. And if you've run ads, you might have gotten caught up in the too much text issue across your ad image, and that is something that's considered a low quality attribute. So, for example, like too much ad in an ad's image, ses- sensationalized language or engagement bait. So it's kind of like click here for this or sensationalize might get into some of the political topics that Facebook is getting wrapped up in right now. Maybe it is banned language or banned content. So the advertiser's bid, the estimated action rate and the ad quality score are combined to calculate the ad's total value score on an ad auction. Okay, long confusing sentence. So it's the advertiser's bid, the thing that we saying, okay, I'm willing to spend this much money a day to get the desired action. And then the estimated action rate, which is how likely is my audience going to complete the goal I have on my ad. And then the ad quality score, which is the data generated by the machine learning that looks at feedback of other similar ads. All of this comes together and it spits out a number and then that value score goes into the ad auction. Since billions of people use our apps and engage with ads each day, our system gets a lot of information to help improve its calculations, furthering our ultimate goal of maximizing both value for people and value for businesses. This is how the average little advertisers like me and you can compete with Coca-Cola and Doritos. If it was just about money, they would always win. If it was just about the political advertisers, it they would always win and our ads would never get seen. But if you are running ads and you are successful, you know your ads are getting seen. There's data. I know my ads are getting seen by people. So it is the combination of the audience I selected and really knowing my audience and knowing their behavior and I've tested so many different versions of copy and photos and videos and some of them don't work at all. So they don't get shown to anybody and some of them work very, very well and I pay extremely little for a lot of views. So that means my score on that ad is really high because I do well in the auction. So even though I am paying very little for the ad, the combination of my score of my audience, the action rate, the value of my ad is so high that I win that auction. And this is how little advertisers compete with the big budget corporate advertisers. Then as all of this is happening, Facebook and Instagram has to tread a very fine line because it needs to provide value for the businesses who are paying for these ads and the little businesses actually pay for the majority of the ads in the Facebook platform and they make a whole lot of money off of us. But hopefully if you are running ads and your ads are successful, you are getting tenfold in return. So it's a great relationship when it works well. But if Facebook was only trying to fulfill the business's wishes that no one would wanna go on the platform because the platform would just be filled with ads. And then in the end, even though the advertisers were being greedy in the beginning, there would be no platform left for us to advertise on. So they have to try to find line of providing the consumer a positive experience on their platform So people can still see their friends posts, still interact on there without being bombarded with ads that ruin the entire experience and then still provide businesses a good enough experience with their ads that they're willing to continue to spend money. So it's a super fine line for Facebook and Instagram. So what do we do with all this information? It's great information because it gives little advertisers hope. While we originally think that when we hear machine learning handles our advertising for us, it feels like you have no control. But actually, we are giving the machine learning all of the data necessary for them to hopefully pick us over the big corporate advertiser. If you take the time to get to know your audience very well, Interact with your audience. If you are a business that's been in business for a while, maybe you have had a lot of interactions with your customer, maybe face-to-face if it's an in-person business, maybe online. The more you can hone in on your ideal customer, what is the gender they identify with, what is their age, where do they live, what is their behavior, their characteristics, The more you can hone and pinpoint these little bits of information about them, the more accurate your audience would be. And then you take that audience and you really think about what do they need at this time? What is the language they are using right now to describe their problem? And you can put that ad in front of them. So if you create an ad that speaks their language, solves their problem, is something they want to see is it's something that like speaks to you. We all know what ads we click on and we all know if we've run ads, which ones work and which ones don't. It really seems like the ads that we really take seriously and really take our time on are the ones that work because what's great about ads are always editable. (laughs) I knew I was going to get that word goofy. So if I'm running an ad and I pick a large age group, after a while of this ad running, I will notice that certain sections of my age group will perform better. So that means I can go in and edit my ad and get rid of the age groups that aren't performing well. So what does that do? It brings up my score and that means I do better in the auction. So it makes my ad perform better, which lowers the cost of my ad. So tweaking, paying attention, making sure you are taking this seriously ensures that you as a little tiny advertiser can compete with the big budget corporate advertisers. A lot of this is stuff that we cover in my Advertising Academy. If you are curious about starting to run ads or your ads that you're running just don't seem to be working very well, I would like you to try out I took one of the categories out of my Advertising Academy, which is a membership, and I'm offering it for free for you guys to try out. So I separated my intro into Instagram and Facebook advertising module of my membership to allow people to dip their toes into advertising or go through and revitalize advertising that they're having an issue with. What's great about this introduction program is it's free forever. I want everyone to have the opportunity to try advertising. And honestly, you can take the introductory course and run with it and spend your own time researching and growing and learning and Googling and YouTubing all of the details to further your education on advertising after you take my interest course. You totally can. It is a no experience necessary step-by-step course that gives you everything you need to set up your advertising account and all the details to walk through the entire ad setup platform so at the end you can run a successful ad. So I've included the link to my introductory course in the show notes so you can take that course and run with it if you need more support if you need more information, if you need more education, I do have a membership opportunity coming up. So once that is available, I will make sure that I also include that in the show notes also. So these are the details of how small advertisers can compete with big budget corporate advertisers. My name is Casey Middleton. This is Be a Dreamcatcher, and it's the place to be if you are taking digital marketing and advertising seriously. I am going to keep showing up, and I hope you check back often. Please subscribe, please share, and I will see you very soon.